Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was... Was a bit of a, you know, a clown. Your show was better when you had medical questions. Hey! I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Yeah, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who keeps the wacko alternative street cred. No, I'm <laughs> the stupid wacko alternative medicine people. Oh, wait, it gives me street cred with them anyway. Sorry, Dr. Scott, I messed up your intro. How are you? Great. How are you? <laughs> okay. <it's, laughs> ooh, that doesn't bode well for uh-huh. a good show. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347. Who here? Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine, at Lady Diagnosis, and at Dr. Scott WM. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on the show without talking over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical, geez, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. Don't forget uh, to check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. Go to stuff.drsteve.com for all of your online shopping needs. That's stuff.drsteve.com. And uh, tweakedaudio.com, offer code FLUID, will get you 33% off the best earbuds for the price and the best customer service anywhere. And if you want to lose weight with me, 
get to your ideal body weight and keep it off, try Noom, N-O-O-M dot drsteve.com. We'll get you two weeks free, and uh, you can check it out. If you like it, you get 20% off if you sign up. for the. It's just a three-month program. It's very inexpensive. And uh, for the three months is less than uh, other similar programs. And it's only three months. You don't have to do it for the rest of your life. Uh, you will incorporate the things it teaches you for the rest of your life, though. So check it out at noom.drsteve.com. Hey, our old buddy Dan Natterman has a book on Amazon. Okay. Well, he's got a book. It's, I mean, obviously, if it's at Amazon, he's got a book there. I mean, if if you have a book, it's going to be on Amazon, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I started reading this book. This frigging guy, um, stand-up, I mean, it's good that he does stand-up. He's an amazing stand-up, a really funny guy in person. But... Um, the, it, this it's called Iris Spiro before COVID, and I swear when I read it, I I get sort of vibes of Joseph Heller, you know, the guy that wrote Catch Twenty Two, and mm-hmm. he also wrote uh, the one about the guy named Gold. I can't remember that that was a really insane book, and you know, it's kind of absurd but really funny and and has some heart at the same time. So I I think COVID's been good for Dan because he couldn't go out and and do stand-up like he used to so he just wrote a book and he's freaking great hmm. so check out um no i mean we we don't get anything for this but check out dan natterman's book iris spiro colon before covid and uh i think you will quite enjoy it i i enjoyed reading it just about as much as I did Norm Macdonald's book, which I devoured that book. That huh. was genius. Well, that's cool. But this is a novel, and right. Norm's was supposedly a travelogue, you know, of things that, but it was in, to crazy things happening. Hmm. And he was blaming everything that crazy that happened on this guy that I've never, you know, I don't think actually exists. But that's <laughs> <laughs> a great book, too. And the, uh, the audio book. Uh, of uh, Norm's is great because he narrates it. I mean, he reads his own book, so it's like one long Norm MacDonald story. Oh, my God. So I don't know if Dan is doing an audio book. I don't see it on here. But that would be something that he should consider because, oh. you know, he's, he's he has a very distinctive voice himself. It would be fun. But anyway, Dan Natterman, Iris Spiro before COVID. Um, you could get there by going to stuff.drsteve.com, too, if you want to. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, so we're back from vacation. Yes. And uh, my back sucked balls the whole time. And I just got my MRI report. And I thought maybe you could explain this to everybody. Um, so uh, because it hurt the whole time. But oh, I had yeah. a great time. Yeah. So I don't take anything for it. Yep. You know, I take some ibuprofen. Uh, but I have, you know, when I walk, you know, I walk from the golf cart to the beach, whoop-de-doo, it's like, ooh, I'm, you know, so feel sorry for me. But it would hit about an 8 on a scale of 1 to 10, but it never gets any worse than that. You know, it kind of ramps up to this 8 and then stays there. But I had a good time. Yeah, well, thank goodness. So it didn't ruin, it's not ruining my quality of life. What it ruins is my ability to function. Because mm-hmm. I used to be the guy that if I took my kids to Disney, they would, you know, it would, we'd be eight to ten miles in on my pedometer, and they'd be going, can we, you know, we're in. I'm like, no! <laughs> let's go, let's yeah, go. Yeah, and I would be, and my wife would be yelling at me because I was walking too fast and all this <laughs> stuff. Well, she doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Maybe this is... She did this to me. Maybe yes. she did this to me because she's always complaining that I walk too fast. Right. Uh-oh. So I think she. That might be her. Other. She 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 hears us bad mouthing her. Yeah, yeah. I got rid of that call real quick. Um, yeah, she hears me bad mouthing. Well, no, no, it's not even that. I've never said anything. No, about no. It. She, she doesn't like me walking faster than her. So she did it, got a voodoo doll or something. Maybe that's what that effing thing is. It might be, uh, Behind you? You know, be. somebody sent us that uh, oh, Dia del Muerte doctor thing, and maybe it's, it, like, cursed my back. Because it's been bad ever since that thing came into the studio. <laughs> I'll take it out of here and make sure I put them. I'll I want to know who the F sent that to us. I thought it was supposed to be, like, a good thing. The Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. Right. I don't know. It's and cool, though. She might have cursed you. She could have cursed you. I think she did. 
Yeah, to slow you down. You yeah. do walk pretty quickly, though. I well, got to give you, you that for, get for an old timer. Get where you're going. <laughs> and she's probably tired of you dragging the kids by the. Yeah. Say, come on, kids, let's go. <laughs> Hell, we got to go. We got to go. But anyway, here we go. So I'm just read the impression. No one cares about this. This is. I don't want to compare myself to Lenny Bruce at all, but this is kind of like Lenny Bruce reading the um, court proceedings against him, you know, after he decided he wasn't really going to do comedy anymore. Uh, Grade 2 anterolisthesis of L5-S1. So you want to explain what that means? Just it's a a grade 2 out of typically 4. And so it's a a mild to getting towards moderate um, um, shifting of the vertebra. Toward, right. towards the front. It's an anterior listhesis. So grade grade two generally means up to 50%, though. Yeah. So that's the thing. So that's a the, the thing is shifted up to 50%. When you get to grade three, I mean, it becomes a medical emergency. Yeah. So. Well, and may, 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 <clears throat> may I say this, too? And that doesn't mean it's more or less painful to, to you. It's, that's right. It's very painful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, increased in comparison to the previous study. So... Uh, and then Which it is says, bad. This is due to L5 spondylolysis. You want to talk about what the definition? So the spondylolysis. Mm-hmm. So the bony, some bony um, prominences in there. You got some bone, bone spurs and some shifting in the L5. Is it L5S1? No, it's just L5 spondylolysis. So okay. spondylolysis is where those parts are actually just broken, right? The, they're broken but typically you'll get a lot of you'll get some little bony spurs in there too. Yeah, which is of course also sharp and painful. So it's so, a, so spondylolysis is a stress fracture in the pars interarticularis uh, of the vertebral arch. So these are, this is part of the structure of the vertebral body that's not the you know the the sort of the block the fat itself. Part, yeah, the block. Right, it's not okay. the it's not the it's the, the parts that sticks block. out. Yeah, right. Yep. And what those things do is they make holes for. Nerves for nerves to pass yep. through. Right? And, and can I say one thing about yep. the pars too? Mm-hmm. The pars thing, you'll see some pars fractures, and those are they, they look like little Scotty dogs on an, on an X-ray. That's right, yeah, and that's kind of what that pars is. This is uh, there is, however, severe progressive disc and end plate degeneration at this level. Mm-hmm. So that's the part in between the um, uh, the vertebral bodies, right? The soft part. So now listen to this shit. Left-sided extrusion now seen at L5-S1 tracking superiorly with the L5 nerve root as it exits toward the foramen. I never had disc extrusion. Now, before. that makes things a whole, that's a, that's a whole different level of Yeah, so what's happening there, is, yeah. is as these bones shift against each other, the disc got nowhere to go and it just bloops, bloops out. Bloops out, yeah. All right. Uh, very severe foraminal stenosis on the left at L5-S1. Okay, so the foramina is, is a little... Sp- Spot where the vertebrae kind of go together, and those nerves will run right through those little holes, the foramina. Right. And if those things get irritated, they're just they're miserable. Right. Painful. So as the the vertebral body shifts, the and uh, collapse too. So it yeah. collapses yeah. the ability for the you know the upper part of the I'm sorry the lower part of the upper vertebral body yep. inter- intercalates with the lower part of the shit with the upper part of the, the lower, lower vertebral yeah. body <laughs> and when they do that they make this passage for these nerve right. roots to go through and because now that these things aren't lined up properly that hole is smaller and it's putting pressure on the nerve mm-hmm. and then I don't need to read the rest of this in other words it's my, that, that, Dr. Steve that's a lot worse than it, than it was before yeah when you so, start talking about that disc protruding out that's a pretty big deal and it's l5 nerve root severe compression so what that does is on the left side i get pain not i don't have pain in my back Mm -hmm. i have no pain in my back whatsoever and what i've we've talked about on this show before is if you if i go in and take a nerve and take a needle nose pliers and and just sort of irritate it when it comes out of the spine it'll most of the it may hurt there but it will hurt where it goes yeah so i have pain in my ass Mm -hmm. that comes down the the side of my thigh crosses over mm-hmm. onto the inner part of my knee and goes down to my big toe. Right. And that's right where that damn nerve goes. Yep. So and none of this was a surprise to me. Well, and that's what we refer to as radiculopathy. That's right. A radiculopathy. Yeah. So you get a... Give yourself a bill! The pain. And, and that's, it, that's sometimes a little... Because it's ridiculous. It's, it's it is, ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But that's where you're getting a pain. It's not um, where, where it originates, but it's where the nerve root runs. That's right. So, yeah. so anyway, so your old pal, Dr. Steve, is going to be getting surgery on his yeah, back. probably I'm so. going to go to University of Pennsylvania, hopefully. They, they do a new procedure. So what they let me tell you what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, this is part of the Physician Heal Thyself there you go. Uh, uh, section of the show. Uh, they want to go in through the front. Mm-hmm. And you go, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Well, because when you go all the way, when you push all the guts away, you can see the vertebral bodies, the smooth part of the vertebral bodies will stick out into the uh, abdominal cavity. And uh, so they're going to they're gonna go in there, cut all the attachments up, apart, and move my guts out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then go in and find this place where these two vertebral bodies aren't lined up, jack them up, put a, um, a spacer between them mm-hmm. to hold it up and hold it against, you know, hold them in the correct space. Then flip me over. And put a cage in there, mm-hmm. which is screws on uh, above and below where this problem is to hopefully hold it in place. Now, what what could go wrong in a situation <laughs> like that? I'm sure everything will be just fine. Yeah. So, anyway, so I would like to avoid that at all costs. Yep. And so they're doing an experimental procedure called TOPS at University of Pennsylvania, where it's all from the posterior side. And they take out the offending bone that that is um, putting pressure on the nerves. They just take it out so it can't put pressure on it anymore. And then, of course, you can't just do that and then just walk away because now the, the back will be unstable. So then they stabilize it with this thing um, that just looks like, I don't know. It looks like an alien or the the <laughs> Tingler. Do you remember that movie, The Tingler? Nope. Uh, it was a Vincent Price movie. That's what it looks like, kind of. It's just this thing at, that attaches to either side of your spinal column and just holds it up. Mm-hmm. But it's flexible. Mm-hmm. You can move back and forth, side to side, and all that stuff. So, uh, and it, they have better numbers for that. Yes. Their their data so far is better. So anyway, I'll keep you guys in the loop if anybody gives a shit yeah. about it. But just in case somebody else out there is dealing with this, um, you know, that hopefully uh, this has given them some knowledge. And I'll, and I'll tell you real quick. Before and you... schadenfreude is a big thing in this community, so people can enjoy my discomfort. <laughs> but, but, and Dr. Steve is right. There are, there, there are, they've come up with a couple new techniques where instead of having to do the massive fusion with all the screws that they actually use the body's weight. And, and one is an X stop and one is, a, um, there's another procedure where it, it, it almost looks like a, almost like a, a flat C that they that they can wedge into the, between mm-hmm. the vertebrae mm-hmm. and stretches it out. And it's got anchors on it. Oh, yeah, so that once makes you, sense. Once you put it in, it's barbed so it doesn't slide out Ooh, posteriorly. I, I kind of like that. Brand new tech. I mean, this is and I was just in a conference. What's um, that called? And I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'll think of it before the show. I know it. I'm sorry. <laughs> X, X stop is the old one. It's yeah. called an X stop, but that's literally looks like an X. Where they take the you know, L four L five, yeah. they spread them out just like you said to jack them up. But instead of yeah. um, hardware, that thing sits in there. When your gravity pulls it down, okay. it keeps it from mashing as bad. But this other one, Doctor Steve, I swear, I can't okay. believe I can't remember the damn name. But I'll think of it. Well, I'm still get yeah. relief, thank God, from my uh, tilt table. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. And so I have an inversion table. If you all have similar problems and you're interested in that, just go to backpain.drsteve.com and it'll be on there. Anyway, all right. Well, um, wow. For the longest time, we were doing non-COVID shows and then all all of a sudden, again, (laughs) the damn COVID has reared its ugly head. And uh, let, let's uh, let's do some phone calls, and we'll get to some of that. Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Thank you, Ronnie B. All right, let's see here. Let's see what we got here. I think these people were partying. <laughs> let's see. We just found this channel on series, and we are here. Woo! Oh, we are currently listening to Eczema. What? Eczema. <laughs> With the weird machine on 103. Weird machine. We're to get on Woo! So, um... Well, there you go. Yeah, they wanted to get on live. Fortunately, we weren't <laughs> taking live phone calls that night. But I texted them back saying, hey, sorry. And they were like, we don't remember calling you. <laughs> so no surprise there. <laughs> so that's like a, a pocket dial. Drunk, yep. drunk and pocket dial. Don't, don't drink and... And call people, folks. All right, here we go. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is Jessamine. I have an article. It's preprint. It says basically that Pfizer 
RNA vaccine against SARS-CoV-2 reprograms both the adaptive and innate immune responses. Um, and I'm sure you can find it. Yeah, I found What it. I was interested in was possible effects of that. Um, I have a lot of small, little small things that yeah. irritate me, I guess, or my my health, little small things, I should say. Yeah. But there's just a number of them. So you want to be careful. I get it. Um so yeah, I found the article that she's talking about, and I've also found the research too. And the first thing, like so much of this stuff, this has not been peer reviewed, nor has it been published. Right? Okay, people are real quick to put this stuff out, and then and then you throw crummy medical journalism mm-hmm. into this because it's like, oh boy, I've got a scoop. Mm-hmm. And this is written by this article that I'm looking at was by Sally Robertson, comma BSC. Now, um, you know, I have MD after my name. Mm-hmm. You have DOM after your name. Mm-hmm. Is BSC just mean Bachelor of Science? Is that what that means? Yeah, I think so. We're putting that after our names as initials now? Yeah, I guess. Come on. That's hard to say. I guess it's hard to say. Okay, anyway. But I mean, she's proud of her digits. I don't. Proud of her digits. Decry somebody having a Bachelor of Science. Yep. But. When did we start? Because, you know, I see people. I mean, I have lots of. I have MD, FAAHP, M, FAAFP, and HMDC after my name. Mm-hmm. Now, two of those are fellowships, and the third one is a board certification. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, you know, I see a lot of the RNs will have, um, or the nurse practitioners will have FNP, FNP. comma, um, B, uh, hmm. I don't know. Other, yeah, but, other things right, like that. You right. know, if they got a master's degree and a bachelor's. Or you know, specialize BSN, in something. I'll have BSN, BSN yeah. and then they'll have BSNC or FNPC to say that they're certified. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you just have a bachelor of science, you didn't go anywhere else, you get to put those initials <laughs> after your name. If somebody knows anything about this, call yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Give us some clarification. Because I'm not impressed. Yeah, yeah. No. Let's, I mean, I, I could have put... B, I guess B A after my name, and I, all I did was do some radio shows, and I did some TV stuff. You know, I had a degree in radio, television, motion pictures. Yeah, I'm going to put you know, Steve, whatever your name is. Well, an A S a B A. You had an A S associate of science and a B S bachelor of science, and a so on and so forth. I don't know. Yeah. I don't anyway, know. so anyway, okay. So Sally Robertson wrote this article. And uh, but I, I looked at the at the article itself. But it says in the current study, parentheses not peer reviewed, close parentheses. That's the first thing. Don't pay too much attention to this. Mm-hmm. Says the research term from Radboud University Medical Center in the in Die Nederlands and the Helmsholtz Center uh, in Hanover Medical School in Bonn confirmed. The efficacy of this vaccine in inducing effective humoral and cellular immunity against several SARS-CoV-2 variants, which is good. So this is the mRNA Pfizer vaccine. They confirm that it, it induces not only antibodies, but cellular memory, okay. which is what we're interested in because we know the antibodies fade, mm-hmm. but cellular memory is forever. Mm-hmm. And even if the antibodies fade, all that means is you can get reinfected. But as long as you've got cellular memory, it should be a, a walk in the park mm-hmm. if you do get reinfected. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and against several SARS-CoV-2 variants, doesn't say which ones in this in her article. However, and here's where it gets, they also showed the vaccine altered the production of inflammatory cytokines. Yes, of course, by innate immune cells. This is what immunity is, by the way, is, you know, altering production of inflammatory cytokines with both specific SARS-CoV-2 and nonspecific viral stimuli. So uh, what they're saying is, is that when you uh, re-exposed people to SARS-CoV-2. You got this change in the in the inflammatory cytokines, but also when it was non-specific, you know, you exposed them to fungi or other bacteria. You got the same effect. Following vaccination, innate immune cells had a reduced response to 
toll-like receptor 4 um, and toll-like receptor 7 and 8, all ligands that play an important role in the immune response to viral infections. So the implication they're making is that somehow this reduces your ability to fight infection, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we ha- there's no evidence of that. There, no. Listen, we don't live right on the edge. Yeah. It would be stupid for the body to be right on the edge and then if you had any slight decrease in something that now you fall apart. Yep. For a, a great example is something we've talked about on this show multiple multiple times is anal manometry after uh people have ass sex ass play. Yeah, sure. Know, after anal intercourse. Right. They would take a manometer and a manometer is just basically a balloon with a pressure gauge attached to it. You shove it up somebody's rectum, and you have them squeeze down as hard as they can doing a Kegel maneuver. And then you you um, judge the uh, pressure. Mm-hmm. Then they go and have a whole bunch of anal sex. Okay. And then they come back after engaging in anal intercourse, and then they squeeze it again. And what they found was there was a statistically significant decrease in their ability to squeeze down on this manometer after having a whole bunch of anal sex, which makes sense, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. I mean, it's not surprising. No. But there was no change in their ability to be continent. In other words, they weren't now walking around dropping stools everywhere they walked on the floor at work because the body has this huge amount of redundancy and over-engineering when it comes to things like that. Because it would be stupid if our bodies, if the sphincter of our rectum was just tight enough to keep stool in, but oh no, don't decrease that function at all, because if you do, now you're going to be dropping stools everywhere. Mm. Right? Yep. So there's plenty of of headroom there yeah. to endure a little loss. Redundancy, yeah, a little bit of redundancy. Yeah. Which the body is great. But redundancy isn't really the right word because then that mean like if you had two sphincters. Okay. And, right? I mean, yeah. redundancy is like you have two kidneys. Yeah. If you lose one, you got the other one. Mm-hmm. But it's just tons of headroom. Okay. But the concept's the same. Similar, yeah. The yeah, yeah. same concept. Yep. Sure. Uh, so the fact that there's some reduced response, we don't know what that means. That might be a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, inflammation was one of the issues you know the cytokine storm is an issue in people who have overwhelming uh, COVID-19 infections we're actually giving those people Mm anti-inflammatories so if it's good in that situation well why would you imply this is somehow bad I don't know it makes no sense stop it okay all that is is it's a fact that when they did this study, they showed some decrease. They, nowhere in here does it say it was even statistically significant. So let's just say it was. What At what level? Mm-hmm. And is there any clinical significance to this? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. because I mean, maybe, right. but we have no evidence that there is. No. And there's, you could make a case that maybe this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no. this is this typical medical journalism that is really just irritating the shit out of me me too today's episode is brought to you by angie angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well let me tell you there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you you watch them do it the right way and you go thank god i didn't try to do that myself i have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because all day long, just like you do, I have to explain to patients why the stuff that they're seeing on certain TV shows or reading on certain websites is profoundly false and inaccurate, and it's and it's really hard. It's really it's it's it's, it's devastating. Well, it's hurtful. You know, yeah. I hear it's always uh, okay. So let's talk about the vaccine thing. What somebody tweeted to me? Well, if all these redneck mouth breathers would just get vaccines Mm -hmm. then we wouldn't have a problem well okay where'd they get that from they got that from their side of the and there that is the furthest thing from the truth Mm -hmm. you know i i and i tweeted back to the person i said you're really painting with a broad brush because it turns out that the vast majority of people who are unvaccinated are the young Mm -hmm. they don't see the value in it right and so they're like i'm not you know i'm not taking the risk if I'm an 18 to 49 year old woman mm-hmm. of getting the one in a million chance of getting um, a stroke, or you know, a stroke, whatever, yeah. um, when I think that my chances of dying from this are less than that. Now, whether they're right about that's a whole other thing. But mm-hmm. uh, so there's a lot of just misinformation, and it's not all this right wing misinformation no. campaign there's listen there's a bunch of that Comes somebody from all sides. somebody tweeted to me uh that um you know something that a pundit sent out that said that 64 percent of people who got the covid vaccine had uh life-threatening venous thromboembolisms well just run the numbers in your head to do a truth test on that if 64 so we've we've vaccinated about a billion people now yep and I think it was a billion people a few weeks ago, so it's probably more than that. It was. If yeah. 640,000 of those yep. in the world had life-threatening venous thromboembolisms, we would know about it. So, yes. I, so I went and did a little research. The sagittal sinus thrombosis, which is the thing, you know, the huge apex vein, of the hair, yeah. apex of the yeah. head, thank yeah. you, it was about um, four in four million, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, yep. over three months. Mm-hmm. So it's one in a million over three months. Mm-hmm. And then you and I looked up the incidence of sagittal sinus thrombosis in the population, and it was four per million, million yep. per year. Yep. Yep. So if it's one per three months, mm-hmm. right? Yep then it's going to be four per million per year, which is exactly the incidence that it is in the regular population. Yeah. And then you look at regular venous thromboembolism, and it was like um, 11 per 100,000, which works out to 1.1 per 10,000 mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And you got to look at, you have to subtract the incidence of venous thromboembolism from that too. And actually, mm-hmm. I had not done that. Mm-hmm. Let's, um, let's do incidence of venous thromboembolism and let's just see what what that comes up with the annual international incidence of venous thromboembolism and come on come on come on um it's not giving it the way i want it It says multinational report total number of symptomatic non-fatal vte events per annum was more than 465,000 cases of dvt more than 
295,000 cases of, of pulmonary embolism. Apparently, that's over across the world, but that's yeah, not really what I'm interested in. And, and while you're looking, Dr. Steve, yeah. I, I just looked at the total vaccinations across the world over a trillion. What? A it, trillion? That's what it says right here. Get it the fuck out of that's here. what it says. There's only 7 billion people in the world. Well, it's, That cannot be right. Wait a minute. Well, let me look. That's total all vaccines. That's not COVID vaccines. Fully vaccinated. Well, <laughs> a trillion. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's one of those. What's the maybe the it's aliens on, you know, bleep zorp. Too. How many people are there in the world? Seven billion. Oh, well, shit. That's the, <laughs> some of them got vaccinated twice. <laughs> okay. So here you go. The precise number of people affected by DVT is unknown, although as many as 900,000 people could be affected. That's one to two per thousand. So they're saying that that um, COVID vaccine caused one per 10,000 extra. Okay. Okay. So it's less than, I mean, it's 10 times less than the incidence in the general population. So stop with that. Mm-hmm. That's so easy to dope out that I can't believe that it's that that's somebody seriously saying that, which makes me brings me to a lot of this is trolls. And it's fun to troll on the left and the right. And just if you're just an asshole and you're a prankster and you love to troll people, it's loads of fun to get people riled up. Mm -hmm. The problem is some of this stuff gets propagated and the trolling becomes a movement. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you know, you problem on your hands. We live in a crazy effing world, dude. I blame the internet for a lot of this. I do too. Of course, we're on the internet, so what am I going to yeah. what are we going to do about it? Um, but anyway. It's too easy to spread a lot of bad information. Well, it's fun. You know what I mean? It's fun. Yeah. Well, long, it's fun to long, just long, get, as long as nobody loses an eye, right? Well, I, you know, <laughs> people don't care. It's, it's fun. It is fun. It's fun to troll people, even though I don't troll people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're you and I, and you don't know about this, are in our podcast war with this guy named um, Patrick Michael, okay. who uh, d- he's also goes by Patty Seacups and Seamus and a bunch of. Th- I love the guy. Mm-hmm. I think he is maybe the greatest performance artist since Andy Kaufman. Oh wow! And uh, but he, I, <laughs> and, and I'm hoping that it's all part of the performance. But he's just going off on us on his podcast mm-hmm. big time, and uh, it all stems from the fact that I did a psychoanalysis of him on a show called "Who Are These Podcasts?" Okay, and uh, the psychoanalysis, and, and the thing is, I said. I love the guy, and I see a kindred spirit because he and I both have the same issue, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, but he did not like the fact that I was talking about him at all. (laughs) So, so there you go. But uh, check him out. Check out his Patreon at Pod Culture. Tell him I sent you and ask him to please unblock me. (laughs) Jesus. Come on, man. Maniac. Anyway. So, but he thinks that I trolled him. He said, it, so some, and will y'all please, st- never mind, I'm not going to say anymore, but he got trolled and he thought it was me, but it wasn't me. Mm, no. And there's no telling him it wasn't me. No. And you don't have time to do this. I shit. don't troll anybody. No, you don't I, have time to do it. I troll them with the truth, man. Nope. Okay. I'll vouch for you. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Hey, Dr. Steve. It's uh, Paul from New York. Hey, Paul. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Great to hear. Good. Enough about you. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) my wife has been having hip pain, and she's 42 years old. Yes. And, of course, she got the the hip pain started back in January, and it appears it may have occurred when we were, you know, Uh doing what a couple of adults do. Arguing? Um, (laughs) Yeah. It went on for about six months. Playing exploding kittens. Go to the doctor and get it checked out. And the doctor took an X-ray. Okay. And which will show nothing unless didn't see anything. Right. Mm-hmm. But said that in a woman her age, um, you know, as, as women start to get a little older, there's mm-hmm. a fascia in the joint, in the hip joint, that can tear, and it's. He said it's fairly common, and this is what he assumes it is. Okay. And told her, well, if that did tear in there, it can cause the pain. You should go to uh, physical therapy for six weeks. Right. And that would strengthen the muscles and maybe alleviate some of the pain. Yes. 
But my thought is, what happens after that? <laughs> Six yeah. months, a year later, yeah. is it just going to come back? Maybe. Does the fascia really never heal? Is this something she's stuck with for life unless mm. she has surgery? Mm. Well, yeah. yeah they, so, Any thoughts on oh, this? Yeah, yeah. More. So, do you know what she has? I do. Labral tear. Yeah, oh, very good, Dr. Scott. Give yourself a bill. Now, you do know this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, you want to talk about it a little bit? Well, yes. Yeah, so and the, tell them why they don't heal, because that's really important. Yep. So, you, you, you have the labrum in, in both the hip and the shoulder. You'll hear labral tears in both of those joints. The socket joints, it's a little soft tissue. <clears throat> it forms almost like a cup or capsule yep. where the, uh, the head of the bone sticks in. And um, it kind of has a little bit of a vacuum. Yeah, kind of holds it. Kind of holds in joints. So, because you want the hips and the shoulders to move inside the joint space, but only a certain amount. So it's <clears throat> remarkably well engineered, actually. Yeah. And the problem is, and you know, Doctor Steve as well, that if it is truly a labral tear, number one, it's not going to show up on X-ray. Right. Soft tissue. Because it's soft tissue. Right. Number two. Um, it is difficult to treat. She can live a very long time with a small April tear. Yep. Do some PT. Do some. She can do acupuncture. She can do shots. She can do whatever she wants, yoga, et cetera, and get some pain relief. Um, if it's a great enough tear, there really are not a lot of options other than surgical options where they'll actually go in and, and um, kind of clip it together and, and suture it back. And Really? Um, they can do that on, on some. They'll do it on mm. shoulders for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, shoulders yeah, are, so without that, having you know, load-bearing. But it, but here's the problem, Dr. Steve, and you know this. If that if that tear is bad enough and it causes enough instability inside that joint, deep in there. it's deep, yeah. But if, it, if there's enough instability yep. inside and there's enough play in there, she's at a much greater risk of some, some arthritic changes to Give her hip. Give yourself yep. a bill. Yep, that's exactly it. So, so that's the problem with that. If it is, in fact, a labral tear. You end up down the road getting degenerative arthritis. Right. Where is so it out? Where is it out? The reason these things don't heal is because it's this just little, it's like plastic. It's and it's like got a, poor vascularization. That's it. Yeah. Now I'm going to give you another one Give of these. yourself right. a bill. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is oh, there's, yeah. there's, no, it's, it's fine. There's no uh, appreciable blood supply. I mean, it's very minimal, just enough to keep those cells alive and when you tear it they just can't heal so um the reason listen here's the thing with physical therapy you could somehow maybe if you could go in there just bind it up you know you could put a binder around the hip you know you could surgically implant this thing that kind of holds it all in place and that would uh uh that would maybe relieve some of the pain or you can create one of those that would work infinitely better because what I just described is a terrible idea <laughs> uh, that would work infinitely better if you make it out of muscle and the muscle around that hip joint can support the joint if you uh, increase the strength of those muscles around there and that's why they're recommending that so it, if it is a minor tear might not get any worse and might actually you know the pain may get a lot better mm-hmm. if she's supporting her hip better yep. through um uh, this sort of corset of muscle that mm-hmm. she can make mm-hmm. the, the same thing is true of back pain you know you can wear a corset mm-hmm. or you can create one out of muscle mm-hmm. and and then you don't have to wear some outside thing you just you, so you when you have back pain it seems weird but you can work your abdominal muscles yep and uh, actually improve your back pain. Yes, so, sir. Yep. Very true. Well, good luck here. Yep. Guys. When they first described it, I thought maybe she had neuralgia paresthetica. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, do you ever treat that in your... Mm-hmm. Do you? You want to talk about it for two seconds? It's just we'll, a nerve pain. You, you, we'll see neuralgia paresthetic on certainly on people like that wear tool belts. Yes, you, sir. It's, it's a. I'm not going to give you another yeah. bell. I've given you so many. The pinching, the head. pinching. But it, it's and it is. It, you can. That's a whole different deal. But we can treat that for sure. Yep. By calming down the nerves and, and yeah, taking just the get pressure rid of the, off the belt. Of, yeah, yeah, change that. But yeah, people who wear a a, a tool belt often or really tight. Uh, clothes, like if they gained a bunch of weight, but they're mm-hmm. still wearing their skinny jeans. Pinches them. And it pinches this nerve as it comes down uh, from the abdomen to the hip. And what you end up with is lateral thigh pain. Mm-hmm. And it can be severe. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, we can go in and inject that nerve sometime just to determine that's what it is. And then all of a sudden the pain goes away. Mm-hmm. Then you, you've made the diagnosis. But uh, the key is to stop traumatizing the nerve. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Let's see what we got here.
Hey, Dr. Steve and company. Uh, hope everybody's doing well. It's your buddy Sean up in New Jersey. Hey, Sean. Uh, I have a, a non-COVID question oh, for you guys. Oh, praise, praise the Lord. Uh, last week, <laughs> I was the lucky recipient of an emergency procedure to remove an 11-millimeter kidney stone that I got lodged <laughs> where it didn't belong. Uh, they went in and broke it up, and they put a stent in. Ugh. And taking that thing out really sucked. That was a nightmare. But I've been, you know, pissing out fragments of this stone, and I think everything is has stabilized. Yeah. But my question is regarding the composition of the kidney stones themselves. Yes. I did some research uh, through this whole thing, and I found out that there's different types of kidney stones. Um, and we're still waiting on the lab results, but my urologist is fairly certain that they're calcium stones because we were able to see them on an X-ray. Okay. And uh, certain other types of stones you can only see on CT scans and, and other types of imaging. But I go back next week and, and we'll figure all that as uh, that out and uh, figure out how we're going to go forward. But sure. other than drinking tons of water, I figured that cutting out calcium would mm. be the solution to this happening again. But I learned that that's not exactly right. well, the case. Yep. That it also has to do with oxalates and things that I wouldn't think would be a dietary issue like spinach and, and nuts and, and kale and things like that yep. actually also help them to form. Uh, I really wasn't too sure on how the two things uh, interacted. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about ki kidney stones. If you have one, one of the first things you got to do is you want to prevent them from ever happening again. Yes. And the one way to do that is to preserve one and have it analyzed. So he's right. You can have calcium stones, but there are calcium phosphate stones, and then there's calcium oxalate stones. Okay. So calcium is a positively charged ion, okay. and it's always going to be linked up with a negatively charged ion. So, and if it has eight after it, then it's... Um, you know, it, it will have been an acid that now is a salt. Okay. Okay. So, um, so a salt is a negative acid that's paired with a positive, um, positive uh, ion. Okay. That's not hydrogen. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So you have hydrochloric acid is one hydrogen atom, one chlorine atom. So hydrogen's positive, chlorine's negative. You pair that with sodium. Now you have sodium chloride. Mm -hmm. That is a salt. Okay. That's what we call that table salt. Oh, okay. And uh, during the Depression, they would have potassium chloride because for some reason there was a shortage of sodium chloride. Hmm. And uh, so people, I, my grandmother told me that they would sprinkle potassium chloride on their food. And it tastes salty as well, although it tastes, it's different. It irritates your stomach more, hmm. that kind of stuff. But anyway. Never knew it. So... Uh, so in this, you have oxalic acid. You take the hydrogen off, plop uh, calcium on there, and you have calcium oxalate stones. Okay. Okay. These are very common types of kidney stones. And when your urine contains low levels of citric acid and high levels of calcium and either oxal oxalic acid or uric acid, um, you can form these stones. And they're linked with foods high in oxalate, right? Makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's this is what he mentioned is beets, yuck. Lovely. Uh, black tea, hmm, I do like that. Chocolate, mm -hmm. damn it. Nuts, well, check them if they're stupid. <laughs> and uh, potatoes <laughs> and spinach. That's a lot of my favorite stuff. Yes, good stuff. Healthy stuff. So... Um, so you can often present, prevent these by, you know, doing a low oxalate diet. Now, there's calcium phosphate stones. Those are actually caused by abnormalities in the way that your urinary tract is functioning. And for some reason, you are uh, pairing up your calcium and phosphate, and then you're pissing it out, and it precipitates in your, in, uh, your urine and then causes a, a kidney stone. Kidney stones, basically, if you ever took chemistry, even in high school, you did these precipitation experiments where you would put chemicals and you'd pour this other chemical into this other solution, and then all of a sudden it would precipitate solids out of two liquids. Mm -hmm. And that's really what's going on. Okay. There are other stones. Uh, there are uric acid stones. <laughs> um, that People who drink a lot of, um, don't drink enough water and eat a lot of protein or have gout mm -hmm. can get uric acid stones. There are struvite stones. And all of these, 
there's different strategies for preventing them. Mm-hmm. For example, if you have uric acid stones, you can pr- pretty much prevent those by taking a medication called potassium citrate. And it um, alkalizes the urine, mm-hmm. and the, the stones can't can't uh, precipitate in an alkaline urine. Okay. So there are things. So you always want to get a sample of the stones that you're making. Some people make more than one. You can make oxalate and calcium phosphate stones at the same time. Um, but uh, once they have that, then they can develop a strategy to prevent them from happening in the future. All right. That's it. How about this one? Hi, Dr. Steve. My name is Justine. I'm a respiratory therapist working in the Boston area. Hello, Justine. I listen to your show every Thank you Friday. For your uh, sorry, every Sunday on my way to work. Ooh. Um, we are seeing an uptick on the number of COVID patients. Yep. We have several patients in the Boston area that have the Delta variant who have been fully vaccinated with Pfizer and are on ventilators dying. Yeah. Um, Sure. Part of the problem is that the people, the success rate of people coming off the ventilators was fairly high towards the end. However, the long-term effects of all this is they're traped and pegged. Some of them have mental deficits. They have to go, you know, to a long... Yeah, let's uh, trach and peg just means a permanent hole put in the uh, front of the throat so that you can breathe through it, and a peg being a... Um, percutaneously placed uh, gastrostomy tube, which just means a tube going into the stomach for so that you can facilitate feeding somebody. Food, yep. Let's see. Long-term care facility, they're never yeah. the same. So when people are talking about, yes, we have a success rate, these people came off ventilators. Ah, I see what she's saying. Mm-hmm. What yeah, they come off the vent, but yeah, they're success. having... Yeah, right. what success. Right. Most of them have what I term as a post-COVID syndrome. Right, yep. So let me see if she's got anything else. And they're never the same. There's a round robin of pneumonias and all this nonsense uh, that they get from these outside long-term care facilities. I appreciate your show. Thanks. Okay, we appreciate you, too. Yes, you, Chad. And it is tough, rough. It's a tough it gig rough. for Aria. The thing is, particularly for respiratory therapists and critical care people, oh. they are seeing... Uh, that's They're just seeing that part of it. Mm-hmm. So what we got to do, though, is we got to... We have to use data before we freak the f out on this because we're seeing some of a little uptick, but we're seeing an uptick because we're seeing more cases in general. So uh, right now, uh, if you look at cases in the United States, and I'm looking at COVID.stoutlabs.com, they get their data from uh, Johns Hopkins, and there is definitely if you go back a hundred days. Uh oh. Um, if you go up 100 days, you see this sort of bowl-shaped curve where it was up, you know, at a certain level in um, April and then dropped down to its lowest point around June 11th and now is creeping back up again. Yeah. So we see cases coming up in the United States. No question about that. This is new cases. But let's look at new deaths. New deaths continuing to fall. If you look at the 27-day smooth uh, moving average, if you want to look at 15 days, um, seven-day smooth moving average, the, the, um, the trend is still downward, continuing to go downward. Mm-hmm. So uh, this phenomenon can be explained a couple of ways. And, and we may even see the new deaths start to creep up a little bit, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, the truly vulnerable have mostly been vaccinated, mm-hmm. like 80-some percent. Yeah, over Particularly 65. in our area. Listen, we're in rural Tennessee, mm-hmm. and I all I hear about is redneck mouth breathers not getting vaccinated. We have uh, the people over 65 in this area, which you'd think would be the biggest problem, mm-hmm. uh, are 85 percent vaccinated. So we're not number. we are no longer seeing these elderly folks just flooding into the hospital right. and ending up on the ventilator and then dying. Mm-hmm. Now, is any vaccine 100 percent? No. The Pfizer vaccine may uh, is 94 percent from 
hospitalization and, or I'm sorry, 94% effective for infection, about 100% effective against progression to severe disease in their original trial, which was a small trial, and uh, about 100% to death, okay, to prevent death. But let's just say against the Delta variant, it's 80 and 90 and 95. Mm-hmm. So as cases go up, you will see deaths increase because it'll be in that 5% that are still going to die. Well, 5% of 100 cases will be 5 cases, mm-hmm. but 5% of 1,000 cases will be 50. So you will see an uptick mm-hmm. uh, along with that. But listen, we, at the levels that we're at right now, I'm if if your health system is overwhelmed right now i'm i'm going to bet it's not overwhelmed because of covid-19 it's overwhelmed because you have this huge pent up demand of people with non covid illnesses mm-hmm. flooding into the hospitals now because they're no longer afraid to come to the hospital mm-hmm. and the people that missed their colonoscopies that now have stage 3 colon cancer instead of stage 1 which they would have had if they'd had it last mm-hmm. year all that stuff is piling in mm-hmm. then you get a, a slight you know a somewhat of an uptick in the cases going to the hospital uh you know we'll we'll see some of this but um the the thing is is that at the levels we're at now if covid-19 is not overwhelming the hospital system which is why we went to these lockdowns in the first place mm-hmm. then why are we locking down again mm-hmm. you know if if deaths continue to drop what's the use of the lockdown and there are some states that are talking about locking down again and the cdc is talking about you know instituting all these um recommendations for remasking even if you're inside you know indoors and stuff mm-hmm. like that and we i want to remind everybody we had a pandemic in 2009 mm-hmm. we didn't do shit about it mm-hmm. You didn't hear any of this. Why? Because the hospital systems weren't overwhelmed. That was the original reasoning mm. for us to do all of this was because we were going to overwhelm our healthcare system, which didn't happen. Mm-hmm. A big part of which, because we did those things. You right. know, it did flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, after a year and a half of it, people are sick of it. And then you have the va- the the vulnerable people are vaccinated. It's still I read a statistic and I, I can't pull it up right now. But, you know, 90 plus, you know, 90 something might be 95 percent of the deaths that are happening right now are in the unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Now, you could say, listen, this pool of unvaccinated young people and other others that have decided not to get vaccinated are keeping this virus going so that it can mutate into these different variants. You could maybe make a case for that. I still, as you know, as a libertarian, I'm not going to be mm. saying that we should therefore <laughs> force everybody to have a vaccine. Yep. But it's a you know, it's a that's that's something you can discuss and reasonable people could disagree about. Of course. But um I think her point that looking at the statistic, well, people are coming off the ventilators is is not the whole story. That is true. Right. I, totally, totally. I have a friend who had COVID, and she still can't smell or taste anything, and she feels like crap. Yep. They One of the treatments for that is to give people the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the, most people feel better. She felt incrementally better, but still feels like crap. So, you know, that long COVID is a real deal. Yeah, I think our friend there in Boston has, has, makes a great point. The, the numbers... Um, yeah, they never say the whole they ne- story. They, you don't get the whole story. And certainly she, you know, and being in respiratory therapy during COVID. Oh, was, hell, the job. horrible. Jeez. They were the first ones. And they're in there. You see, everybody can run when you do an aerosol generating procedure, except mm. for the except for the respiratory, the respiratory therapist. <laughs> yeah. They can't do it. So, And when we say aerosol generating procedure, we're talking about things like breathing treatments mm. or uh, suctioning someone's endotracheal tube and things like that and everybody else will run but the respiratory therapist has to be there so I have mad respect for them yeah me too in many ways they're the true heroes you know people say oh well you work in the hospital thank you for you know it's it's nice I I don't ask for that because Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily feel very heroic Mm -hmm. but um, they they are they're on the front lines where you want to call them heroes or not it is whatever but they are absolutely on the they are the infantry 
they're the ones that are, you know, on the front lines running the bales of wire to the next trench. Digging the roads. shooting yeah. over the... <laughs> Digging roads so that you're cutting trees so we can get to the, to right, the, to right, the front right. lines. They're the ones out there doing this. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they really man. are. So so uh, we'll give you a, 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 a three-finger uh, salute. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I just hope that people stay safe and... And I'm listening to those folks who are on the front line who are telling the stories because those are um, some pretty compelling stories. And yeah, I just wish. And but we uh, we do have to keep tabs on the numbers. Oh yeah, the, the real numbers with this because the media right now, and I don't want to be this guy, mm-hmm. but I want to talk about what's real. Mm-hmm. What I see are cases, 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 cases are going up, cases are going up. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody cared about cases when we had the pandemic of 2009 mm-hmm. until our buddy Barry the Blade died from swine flu. Oh, yeah. And our other buddy, um, uh, RSD, you know, from uh, uh, Richard the, David. The phys guy? Well, yeah, the hyperphysics yeah. guy. Why can't yeah. I? I'm having a senior moment. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can remember his wife's name, Shatai. She's the one that left the impression anyway. <laughs> but, um, yeah, hyperphysics, by the way, mm-hmm. check them out. H-Y-P-E-R-F-I-Z-Z. D-I-C-S, which is hilarious. Um, you know, playing. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, it's an energy drink for nerds. But anyway, he ended up on the ventilator, almost succumbed to it. But yep. thank goodness he's uh, still around with us to uh, supply us with uh, with excellent, tasty uh, energy drinks. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, nobody did anything about that. We didn't lockdown we didn't wear masks we didn't mm-hmm. you know we encouraged people to get their flu shots mm-hmm. we definitely did that even though that year the flu shot wasn't very effective yep i mean the flu shot's never that effective it's never come close to the no. effectiveness of this mrna vaccine which is outstanding yep are they going to change the flu vaccine i wonder to, to more something along these lines. That's an interesting question, and we still need a universal influenza vaccine. Right. Yeah. So that you could just take it once and be done with it. Yeah. Maybe get a booster every once in a while, but um, and it would be effective against all influenza strains. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. But yeah, um, I've already seen that Moderna has started a trial for a cancer vaccine with their mRNA technology. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's wonderful. Good. Yeah, so if you can alert the immune system to proteins that are hidden on a cancer mm-hmm. um, using this, it, you know, so now you've made immunity against this protein, and now the immune system just sitting there going, well, well now what do we do? And they go, oh, wait a minute, over here. Yeah, a smorgasbord. Hey, where the hell did those people come from? <laughs> let's let's go F them up. And then they <laughs> that's what they do, yeah. A buffet. Yeah, a buffet. Let's go eat, right? let's go eat boys. Yeah. That's cool. So as long as you do it right and you don't accidentally trigger the immune system to start eating your thyroid gland mm. or your testicles or something you're yeah. okay well, some of us don't have many left so it doesn't that's matter that's true yeah, i don't care you can you can eat my yeah, testicles have i'm them. not using them for anything all right well listen we can't forget rob sprantz bob kelly greg hughes anthony cumia jim norton travis teft that gould girl lewis johnson paul ofcharsky chowdy 1008 eric nagel the port charlotte whore the Saratoga Skank, Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, she who owns Pigs and Snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Car- uh, Holly from the Gulf, Steve Tucci, Times Three, the great Rob Bartlett, Nick's Nether Fluids, uh, Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's Daughter, Ron Bennington and Fez Watley, who supported this show, has never gone unappreciated. Go to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel. SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. And actually, I think Saturday might be 6 p.m. Sunday, 5 p.m. I don't know. Just listen to it on demand. That helps us out more than anything. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking. Get off your asses. Get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.